0: Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, where I strategize with business owners on how to grow and scale their businesses to hit their income goals. This is episode 265 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today, we're diving into Instagram Reels' best practices, For food bloggers. And we're speaking with Maria Guarba, who is the writer of Earth of Maria. We are going to go specifically into food bloggers in particular for this because I know with the announcement that came back in probably September, October, that a lot of food bloggers and photographers got upset when Instagram said they're primarily trying to push more video. This is going to help you with that. Now, before we dive into that, I want to make sure if you haven't already grabbed my Instagram engagement guide that you do, Sue, you can easily just send me a DM on Instagram at Jenny underscore Melrose, and I will send that right over to you. All right, you guys, let's dive in.
1: Hi, Maria, how are you? Hi, Jenny, I am doing very well, and how are you?
0: Very good, thank you. I am really excited to dive into how to, you know, the best practices for Instagram reels for food bloggers. But before we do that, can you introduce yourself and your business?
1: Of course. So my name is Maria and I am a food blogger over on Earth of Maria where I share fun and approachable plant-based recipes and cooking tips that anyone can enjoy regardless of dietary preference. And outside of that, I also help other food bloggers and content creators within the food niche get visible on social media through the power of video. I love it. And I'm super excited
0: to talk about this topic because everybody knows I love talking about Instagram Reels. Mm -hmm. But let's really make it... The nice thing about this episode is that I really wanted to niche it down for the food bloggers because... We, of course, heard back in probably Q3 of 2021, they were talking about the fact that Instagram released saying we want it to be more a video platform. And a lot of food bloggers, I think, kind of freaked out. I want my photography. I don't want to do video. So what makes a good Instagram real as a food blogger?
1: Okay, so I think that this definitely comes down to who you are and your audience and specifically what you're trying to do through your Instagram strategy. And uh, what this leads into is that the people that do really well when it comes to Instagram Reels really have something about them that's quite creative, that's uh, a little bit out there, whether that's in terms of the actual recipes or their editing style or their personality that uh, really makes them stand out as a creator because uh, as you know there are so many different people kind of uh, trying to make themselves visible and you know now Instagram has given you this uh, massive opportunity to kind of um, get a much higher reach than ever before and uh, there are so many people kind of trying to get their slice of the pie so to speak so it really helps if there's something about uh, the way in which you present your content, that really grabs the viewer's attention. And um, for a lot of people, that is that specific type of recipe that they produce. And this is where I would really recommend niching down and getting to know your audience and specifically who you are trying to reach so, for instance, for myself, I uh, was kind of, you know, flip-flopping back and forth for a while. And, uh, you know, even within the vegan niche, there are so many different pathways that you can take. And uh, I was trying a bit of desserts, a bit of, you know, side dishes. And then I realized that uh, specifically what my audience likes is really quick and easy weeknight dinners and also savory baking and... Um, The other question that always comes up is kind of... uh Authenticity versus content that's a bit more curated and tailored. And uh, I think a lot of, you know, professional uh, people that take their photography and, you know, video editing process more seriously and maybe do it on a freelance basis um, were kind of freaked out by kind of this idea of just, you know, using your iPhone to film a really casual recipe or something like that. But uh, I wouldn't allow that to freak you out. Out because once again it uh, really comes down to who you're trying to um the sort of audience that you are trying to reach because uh, for instance once again once again for me i know that my audience is uh, late 20s early 30s busy professionals working moms who or, maybe a little bit more put off by sort of that more curated style that looks overly unapproachable and professional. But if you're trying to reach maybe a a more experienced home cook or people who are really, really into, you know, creating these gourmet fancy dishes, or even if you're trying to put yourself out there as a food photographer and have that as a centerpiece of who you are and of your business, then, uh, I've seen so many people also do really well with a more curated style. So uh, it uh, as a kind of as a short way to put all of that. It really depends on who you're trying to reach, and it really comes down to understanding your audience and uh, being very responsive to the sort of content that outperforms um, in comparison to all of the other pieces. Yes.
0: So I definitely want to emphasize what you've said because you've talked about niching. And that I think is something that always continues to come back up is this idea that we need to know our niche. We need to stay within it so that our people know what to expect from us. And then we can attract that audience not only based on our niche, but also then based on personality. And you mentioned about editing. So I know that that's something that some people get nervous about. When you're talking about the editing that you are doing, you're talking about using your iPhone simply for it. Are you also doing your editing? Can it be done right in Instagram app? Or does it have to be done in another app like InShot or something like that?
1: So actually, what I do, I... I know a lot of people do do it. Either you know, literally within the Instagram Reels interface, uh, and uh, they're constantly adding new features and making it easier than ever before to just do it right there and then personally what i do is i actually have my iphone and then i also have my um camera and i kind of have them set up on two different tripods to kind of get a variety of different angles and uh, i specifically use my camera to simultaneously get a um to get a horizontal video for my website because that just looks better in comparison to vertical. And then I go into Adobe Premiere Pro and uh, that is, you know, kind of a very standard um desktop application that many people use and it has, uh, you know, so many features and once you get adjusted to it, it, um, it does become quite, uh, quite intuitive. And uh, I know other free bloggers use iMovie, which I believe is free. And uh, there are also um, different iPhone applications that you can use to edit your videos.
0: That's such a great tip to have both shooting at the same time so that you can use it almost like a roll B roll and be able to add it and edit it in so smart. And of course, listeners that are um, food bloggers are probably used to using Adobe because they're editing their photos in that like a Photoshop or Lightroom or whatever it might be that they are using. Um, So that's just so smart. I love it. So how do you get max views on Instagram reels as a food blogger?
1: Okay. So when it comes to getting views, I uh, like to focus above all on content as opposed to other, you know, tactics because it's so easy to kind of get caught up on the number of hashtags that um, you use, you know, how you write your captions, the sort of audio, the time that you post, but uh, above all, you have to focus on your content and really providing some sort of value to your audience, whether that's a delicious recipe that, um, they uh, they can make for dinner or a fun cooking trick or you know your progress in food photography over the last year or just something you know fun and entertaining. You have to focus on that above everything else because if you're not providing the value, no you know um, no number of tactics will be able to compensate for that. And uh, kind of going along with that is you have to find a way to grab the viewer's attention and. Kind of understand that um, Instagram is uh, at its core is trying to get people to stay within the app for as long as possible, and uh, so you know a very specific point of criticism that I um, that I have is kind of the. Uh, old style you know hands and pants video with kind of the jingly copyright free music in the background that uh, typically unless the recipe is very unique or maybe something a bit you know out there or controversial that doesn't really seem to work because you know when someone is scrolling and uh, they kind of see a standard hands and pants video they're more likely to go straight past it and uh, to be more specific about how to grab attention so personally what I do is I have uh, a clip of the actual finished dish at the start of my videos and uh, I choose kind of the best beauty short where the food really looks appetizing and really stands out and uh, this is also where I put a lot of emphasis on my food styling and how I present the food to make it look really delicious and something that, you know, an average viewer would actually like to make. Um, going along with that is transitions and kind of how you compile your video together. Um, I like to do, you know, very short clips, very sort of abrupt cuts to kind of keep it moving very quickly. But I've seen other Food bloggers have a much slower style. So, for instance, if you're assembling a cake, and you can kind of really see uh, how the dough is put together, and you know, applying the frosting, add all of that. Really looks, you know, delicious and appetizing. It really encourages the um the viewer to keep watching. And another tactic that has worked. I haven't personally tried this out myself, but storytelling works really well. So, specifically, you kind of share the recipe, and then add a voiceover, kind of saying why the recipe originates, or maybe you know a story behind it, or kind of persuading the viewer to try it out, and you know emphasizing what makes it really unique. And uh, that's also a really good way to add personality if uh, you're not quite comfortable enough with being on video yourself. And uh, another thing is to really focus on uh, seasonality. So as uh, we're recording this, is actually an excellent time because uh, it's kind of the middle of Q4, and uh, you know there are so many different, uh, so many different recipes that uh, people are searching for specifically within this time frame. And for me, it's things like uh, you know vegan roast and alternatives, and side dishes, and pumpkin recipes, and all of that fun stuff, and. Uh, yeah. So just think very carefully about specifically what um, kind of a general sense of the recipes that people are looking for and then find a way to fit them into your broader content strategy. How long would you say people have to get their attention?
0: So you were talking about that beauty shop. About how long do you let that kind of lay out in the real
1: I like to do about four to five seconds at the start of the video, and uh, I find that's enough to kind of draw the um, to kind of draw the viewer into the video. And uh, I also like to have kind of myself trying the dish and kind of giving my reaction to it. And I find that sort of human element does um, does really well, and once again adds personality to the video. Yes. And you also talked
0: about those transitions. And I think anytime I've watched a food or a recipe come across in a reel, the more transitions they have that are not so like watching me, you know, um, stir something like to me that get into the next piece, show me the phases of it going into the bowl quickly. So it's more of like almost jagged transitions. I think it's what catches my interest. So I love that how often would you should you post Instagram reels to your feed
1: um so there isn't really a set answer for this and I would say to try and do it as uh, often as possible and as often as you can within your um kind of as much as your schedule allows. And uh, I would say to really focus on Instagram reels as opposed to different forms of content. So obviously still mix them in to just give you know Instagram a bit of variety. But um so for instance for myself I post um I post around five, four to five times a week and uh, most of that is reels. And uh, I maybe do a static post, you know, sort of two times a month these days, but they always seem to tank when it comes to reach. So I just, um, I just focus on my, re- um, I just focus on my reels and, uh, To go along with that, I would recommend to leave room in your content calendar at least once in a while to do a recipe that's exclusive to Instagram. So personally, I haven't noticed a difference in engagement whether the recipe is in a caption or whether I say, you know, go over to my website. But I find that sometimes to do a recipe that's, you know, more specific to Instagram will firstly show you the app that you're making an effort to keep. Keep users within the platform and will also nurture that audience that you have within Instagram to keep coming back to your recipes and, uh, you know, really engage with your content. And, um, you know, just with my personal strategy, I post on my website around three times a week at the moment. And uh, I will obviously go in and share those recipes to my Instagram as reels. And uh, around twice a week, I will also. So do um, Instagram exclusive content just based on, um just based on kind of what's trending or maybe what I feel like doing. And This is also, um, I like to kind of see this as a way to really let my creativity go because when it comes to my blog, I really like to focus on keyword research and SEO. But when it comes to Instagram, that uh, you can do something that's a bit more like unique and out there that isn't, you know, something that people may be searching for on Google. And it's just a really good opportunity to kind of let your um, let your creativity shine and uh, really try out new things and, and at the same time grow your audience. Yes. I
0: love the fact that you allow the creativity to be able to come in, see what's trending, see what's doing well, and be able to, to do something that would fall within that. So talking a little bit, we've already talked about max views on a reel. What about how to get a reel to go viral? Because of course, that's what everyone... And of course, viral is very subjective depending upon how many followers you have, mm-hmm.
1: but... What have
0: you found works? Because I know you've had a couple.
1: Yeah. So, once again, this really comes down to the content. And I find that with creators that I've observed that constantly have, you know, viral success after viral success, they make recipes that are really unique and something that, you know, a lot of people would want to make. And uh, just on a broader level, they have something about their profile that really niches them down, whether that's their personality, whether that's their editing style, whether that's the actual type of recipes or, um yeah, the type of food that they make. So for instance, with me, people can expect uh, really approachable plant-based recipes uh, but uh, you know the sort of plant-based recipe that isn't just for vegans that is something that everyone can enjoy and I find that it is a sort of dish that will always do well with my audience on the other hand if it's something that seems you know overly creative and creative vegan or something that's too healthy or well actually sweet recipes don't do that well on um on my page for some reason so it really comes down to studying your audience, maybe experimenting at the beginning to see what works and what doesn't, and then really zooming in and kind of doing different variations on uh, the sort of content that really seems to resonate with um, with your specific audience. Um, another thing is to do something uh, that's a little bit uh, – con- I don't know if controversial is the right word, but, for instance, um, a couple of weeks ago I did um, – I did a garlic confit recipe, which um, went, you know, crazy viral within a couple of days, to, because people were commenting something like, oh, you are going to have such bad garlic breath after this?" And uh, you know, it was just something that's a little bit, you know, quiet, um, yeah, a little bit controversial that encourages people to comment and uh, to kind of, in a sense, start a discussion in um, in the caption. Obviously, you know, you don't get too political or sensitive with it, but um, that's Another potential strategy, um, and uh, another thing that comes to virality on uh, social media and video in general so this doesn't just apply to Instagram, this also applies to platforms like uh, TikTok and also Pinterest story pins. I'm um, sorry, idea pins to an extent, um, yeah. Um, but the thing is that when it comes to trends. Uh, the important thing is to not um to not force it because if you are doing something just for the sake of going viral viral um it's almost like you know when there's that kind of desperation to get views and engagement the audience can kind of sense it and especially if it's something that's so out of your niche and not something that you would usually post uh, it just comes across as very obvious um. And kind kind of going off of that, um, I think the most important thing is to not focus on uh, going viral or getting a specific number of views because ultimately you can't control that. You can't uh, control how the algorithm is going to distribute your video, and uh, you can't really control, you know, what the numbers are going to do. But uh, instead, the kind of on a deeper level, you have to provide. You have to focus on providing value, and also enjoying the process because as you said as i said um if you're you know stressing out about numbers or getting engagement or doing content for the sake of that variety and trying to catch it uh, it almost uh, it's almost like it's energetically obvious through the screen so that isn't going to do as well as a recipe that uh, you've clearly enjoyed making and that means a lot to you and uh, that really focuses on providing some sort of value to your audience Yes. And I think too, it can also lead to burnout, right? We
0: try to just do everything that we think we're supposed to be doing and it's forced. We're not enjoying ourselves. It's definitely going to lead to taking a little break, maybe from Instagram, whatever
1: it might look like. Exactly. And I would suggest just to kind of uh, find... 10 to 20 minutes a day maybe um, so sort of in the evening or while you're doing cardio at the gym or something like that to just uh, have a scroll through Instagram Reels have a look at what other people are doing just to get uh, an intuitive sense of uh, what makes a well put together Instagram Reels or social media video in general and then that's kind of in a sense is going to kind of come together in your brain and you will be able to apply those more intuitive principles to Your own videos and your own unique content, and uh, add your own personal spin to it, as opposed to just you know obsessively looking at other people and comparing and trying to copy every single trend, and uh, in that way kind of alienating your audience and your ability to kind of nurture Instagram as a platform to present yourself as a unique creator with uh, a very specific message and uh, you know a very specific goal and uh, the um in a problem that you're trying to solve. Yes. So good. So you
0: have a resource that helps food bloggers level up their Instagram reels. Can you talk a little bit about it?
1: Of course. So I have put together a guide which details my top six tips that food bloggers can apply to their Instagram reels if... uh, whether you're a complete beginner or whether you kind of if you find yourself dabbling in reels but they're not really going anywhere, this guide puts forward my six favorite quick and easy tips that you can implement into your existing video strategy and. Uh, Kind of little things that you can implement to really take your reels to the next level without having to reinvent the wheel or, you know, invest in expensive equipment or spend uh, hours on Instagram kind of flip-flopping and not quite (laughs) getting anywhere with it. So that's absolutely free and yeah.
0: Excellent. So we're going to link to that in the show notes for everyone that's listening. And for all of you that know, you can always send me a DM on Instagram at Jenny underscore Melrose. Just ask for the Instagram reels guide, and I will make sure to send that over to you. Um, We will have the direct link for you to go grab Maria's guide. Maria, where are the best places to connect with you?
1: So you can find me over on Instagram at Earth of Maria with two A's um, at the end. And uh, you can also visit me on my website, which is earthofmaria.com. And uh, if you go on earthofmaria.com for- forward slash contact, um, you'll be able to find out how we can work together and uh, you can get in touch. Um, if there's anything specific that you're struggling with when it comes to creating content, I would be happy to check. Chat with you and see how I can help you out on a more personal basis. Excellent.
0: Maria, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your knowledge with my audience. I appreciate it. Of course.
1: Thank you so much for this conversation, Jenny. I really enjoyed it. Of course. All right, well, there you have it. Maria
0: really made sure to share as much as possible to not only just focusing on virals, but also really focusing on making sure you know your niche and how you can set yourself apart from everyone else that is out there because that is what is doing the best on Instagram Reels right now. I hope that if you haven't already grabbed her guide that she is offering, that you can send me a DM on Instagram at Jenny underscore Melrose that just says Instagram Reels, and I will send that over to you. You could also in the same DM ask for my Instagram engagement guide, and I would definitely send you both. As always, I appreciate you all so much for taking the time for leaving a rating and review on your favorite podcasting app. If you haven't already done so, I would so appreciate it if you took two minutes to do so, quick reading and then a review. It just helps to get great guests shared their to share their knowledge. All right guys, until next time, I will see you all then.